Hi friends, welcome to the Mobile Bev Pros podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing mobile bar professionals with the information they need to succeed. I'm your host and fellow mobile bar owner, Sarah Murphy. Each episode, I'll be bringing you interviews, knowledge, anecdotes, or opinions with the goal of assisting you in building a profitable, sustainable, and scalable mobile bar business that will support the lifestyle you dream of. I'm excited for today's episode, so let's get started. What a treat we have for everyone today. I'm here with Corbin Bacall with Night Owl Coffee. I have been stalking Corbin since I found his Instagram. You have done a really good job of what I like to say is implementing a scroll-stopping strategy. Your pictures, for some reason, they're different enough, they're fun enough, they're colorful enough that with a feed full of other mobile bars, I was like, whoop, what's this? We're just like, if we can just make people think we look good and do a great job, that's enough and we'll run with it. So that's literally um, the secret. (laughs) One big thought. We've never actually done a coffee event before. So you've been fooled. You had me on your podcast. It looks like it all worked. It did. I mean, you have thousands of followers. You've built yourself a nice little community. And if nothing else, if you have not even had one single coffee event, it doesn't matter because you've done the thing that so many other business owners are striving to do and that's build a community. Well, we, uh, we got seven this weekend, so it'll be a busy weekend. So I'm this is kind of my last day before the week starts. So I'm actually enjoying a cold brew, Ooh. which uh, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And, uh, and I wanted to, I think we're both enablers, which is why we've connected and enjoy just our friendship because we both love just encouraging people to take risks and to move forward and to just try new things. And so as we got involved with with your group and we started communicating, I was like, man, there's a there's a huge place in the bartending world and in mobile with just mobile beverage companies in general on what they can learn about coffee and when to get involved and when not to get involved and what avenues of coffee revenue are worth trying to capture and what aren't. So that's stuff I think that we defined as the subject for today. But we got to have some fun before we get into business talk, right? Yeah, always. So I'm gonna throw a question to you because I've been known to like steal the podcaster's role. And take over. I'm going to start off with your favorite band of all time. Okay. I live in Nashville and I think it's important to call myself out in my profound lack of knowledge of music. I am 100% one of those people that will just turn on the radio and whatever is playing will just listen to. But I have been to one concert. And so therefore, I feel like I should probably choose the one concert I've ever been to because it was important enough for me to get tickets. And okay. it was Tim McGraw. Oh, let's go. Good choice. Yeah. It was my 21st Beautiful. birthday. I, they were playing in upstate New York. I didn't have really any friends that could make it for, to upstate New York for my birthday in September because it was like after university had already started. And so I went with my mom and my dad to my very first well, concert. And this, that's an, an, today is an anniversary then of that Tim McGraw concert. That's right, because it's my birthday. <laughs> Happy, birthday Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, absolutely. I didn't even know that until we hopped on in our pre call. I learned that I get to share your birthday podcast with you. So, what a privilege. I know. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah, so, so awesome. Well, in regards to your first kind of topic you brought up, I think our, you know, our brand started about three years ago. And every time I get a chance to speak or just talk, my goal was to encourage other people. If I'm not doing that, it's just a waste of time talking about myself and our brand. So you know, I think when we first started, we just saw a gap in the market. And part of that was just because 
when you start and you've operated a business, you're so much more aware of now what is in the market. But from the outside, it's like, oh, no one's doing coffee well at the biggest events of your life, which we define as weddings and corporate events and conferences and socials and birthdays and church events and go down the list. So we uh, we just decided, man, we want to get into... I want to get into a space and develop kind of a passion project that just addresses that and brings an amazing, not just coffee product, but an amazing, vibrant, energetic, engaging experience to those events. So three years later, almost three years later, we're, we're kind of in uh, this third, the beginning of the third year for Night Owl Coffee. And uh, it went from a passion project to uh, what I call full-time now. And uh, we're kind of, you know, we, we got a COVID summer break and uh, we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. So I'm refreshed and ready for, uh, ready for the wedding season of fall. That's awesome. I love everything that you've done. Um, if people haven't checked out Corbin, he is at Night Owl Coffee on Instagram, probably Facebook. Your website is fantastic. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I actually use your website when I'm coaching other people as to how to structure a website to include the things that people want and need to see from a website, but without including all the other stuff that nobody is actually seeking for on a website. The extra minutia per se. Yeah. Oh. No, you have a great use of white space. You have great imagery. You give people really just... The website is not the place to like tell the entire corporate story on your front page, right? Like welcome them in, make them feel the way that you want your brand to make people feel. And that's different for everybody. And when you go to Night Owl Coffee, is it nightowl.com? Uh, not so yeah so i'll do a quick correction uh so night owl coffee card on instagram night owl coffee card on web trust me i have been hunting down this girl who owns the night owl coffee url and the social media handles i have been contacting for years everyone she knows and i'm offering to purchase that so there's a girl out there with three followers on instagram who's owned the handle since 2013 and i've contacted every person that follows her and i can't get a hold of her oh my She's gosh in New York. So she's in New York. I need to find her. So if you know like a CIA agent who could help me, you know, hunt down. <laughs> this is a public cry for assistance. We, yeah, we can start, the community can start reaching out. A, I want to do it in an appropriate way. So right. uh, there's the Of course, with love and light. Okay. Yeah. So if you go to his website, I highly recommend it because immediately you feel like Corbin's best friend. And it is a, that is to me, like that's, that's marketing. That is that's business done well, and so I love using your website as a an example of of how to really execute strategically a well done website with imagery, very little use of like unnecessary words, and um, striking emotion. Yeah, I think it's cool to hear that because I think, as you know, I mean, I think you do a great job with everything you touch, but we're our own harshest critics, so it's yeah. so easy. <laughs> pick apart your own branding and your own website. And we got to do this better. We got to do this better. So sometimes it's just encouraging just to, to hear, Hey, we think you're doing a great job on that front. So, you know, at the end of the day, although those things are important, we want all of our event partners to ultimately have the best experience. So for me, the thing I'm most proud of is, is our reviews and we've never not had a five-star review. So I hope there's not a troll listening to this. That's going to go give me a four-star just to prove my point wrong, but oh, uh, we won't worry about that. We won't no, worry about that. no, you can't oh, play to the haters. No. Uh. No, absolutely not. I heard we were rewatching. I guess I'll expose myself here. We were rewatching One Tree Hill, my wife and I, and uh, there was a phrase someone said on, which is a great show, by the way. I'll I love that, that show. There was a show. There was a phrase that said, "You're either a, you either are criticized or you create. There's no in between." I was like, "That's so good." Just on that topic of like, be a creator, not a criticizer. And so, um, 
Yeah, that's just kind of the, I guess, the heart our brand's taken. Um, in a, the competitive world of beverage, we just choose to not focus on competition, just to focus on doing the best we can with the events we're, we're given. And we rock and roll and we pour everything we have. I think that's one thing that's made our brand special in my encouragement for younger brands is don't feel like you've earned anything. Don't feel like you're owed anything. Like every event, you give it all you've got. Sometimes it's like, it doesn't matter if that client hasn't paid for that extra hour or hasn't done this. There's like times in your brand where I feel like you just have to take, you have to go the extra mile. And then, you know, I think for us early on, it was defining man. Like we didn't tell the client that, but I know that's the right thing to do. I know staying here till the end is the right thing to do. And you just learn how to start building your contracts and building what you tell your client. So that's evolved over time. But at the end of the day, there's, there's times when we know, hey, it's just, it's worth doing things right because it's all about the client experience. Because we know that every wedding we're at, is potentially 10 more weddings. And we know every corporate event is potentially a conference and more corporate events because every time you interact with people, those are those are your brand ambassadors and those are your salesmen. So we just kind of got to grow organically. So it's been it's been really fun to do that over the years. Absolutely. That I love listening to people's stories. And I was gonna ask you, like, how did you get to where you are today? But I think what's more important is what you're doing with where you are today, right? And how how you're going to continue to build Night Owl and where you're going. One of the things that I've seen that you have started doing, which I love the idea of, is actually doing, I would say, maybe corporate installs. Mm-hmm. Is that something that, you, that you've that you started doing? Is yeah. actually putting you know, semi-permanent, if not permanent, Night Owl yeah. corporate installs in, into headquarters? The last, the last few months and how everything's changed. And I've always at the beginning of the at the beginning of the, the we could call it the COVID era, no one really knew how long this would all last. I mean, it was just a big wild guess. But I, I knew from the beginning that as you got a feel for this was gonna last more than a few weeks and maybe more than a few months, that the strong brands were gonna get better and the weak brands were gonna die. So I I'll, I'll let you in on who I am. I'm the person that loves when someone gets dumped and love when someone gets fired. Why? Because to me, I'm excited because they're finally going to get to do what they're made to do. Or they're finally going to get to be with someone who loves them well enough to be their husband or their, their bride. So I that's just that. my heart. I don't really see the negativity. And so when I see when I saw COVID, I was like, this is awesome because there's going to be a lot of brands that get better and learn how to be sharper and learn how to innovate and learn how to move and learn how to be flexible. And then there's brands that don't deserve to be in business. So they're going to die and praise God for that because the best, the best deserve to survive. So that's just my like blunt, straightforward, like where I'm at viewpoint on all that stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that so hard. I used to, I mean, I was in operational leadership for a really long time and I was always the, uh, the hammer. I was the one that had to, to fire people, lots of people. But to be fair, like I always felt fine with it. In the first few times, it's a little rocky when you fire people, sure. right? But when you get into alignment and when you recognize that your job is not to like not hurt, be, hurt people's feelings, it's to set expectations and hold people accountable for that. And every time I had to fire someone, it was more of a, you know, and I know at this point, that this is not a great fit for you. And what I want is for you to succeed somewhere. And you can't do that here. You need to be somewhere where you can emphasize your strength and you can further grow into totally. the role, right? That, that is right for you. And so by the time they left, I mean, sure, they had to find another job, but it was like almost freeing for both of us because we no longer had to do this thing that felt out of alignment and they could be free to go on and do the things that would make them happy and that lit them up. Yeah, absolutely. So that was like my like bend around your actual question, but that set the framework for the fact that in uh, came earlier in this year, 
our big market was t- was tenant appreciation event with corporate real estate. And um, so that just always lend itself to the conversation of thousand person office buildings, hearing 50 of them say, oh my gosh, we'd love a coffee bar like this. And that would open the conversation with the property managers. So a lot of our natural business with Night Out opened up opportunities for more long-term relationships. So we've actually uh, created two brands. So that uh, brand is really kind of yet to be announced. We're open cafe in November. And then also simultaneously, if they remain on schedule, to corporate lobby bars. So those will all kind of be announced together. So the timing, we're just kind of seeing how it all works out. But aiming for November, that brand is Staycation Coffee, Staycation Cafe on Instagram. And so, so yeah, it's just kind of cool to see that that one avenue... And I think you're the master at that of one avenue of business creating more revenue streams and different avenues of business and just new brands. So um, I don't even remember how many businesses you have, but I think you're... <laughs> Less. I'm, this is, I'm in the process of trying to figure out the best use of my skills, right? And so what I have found is that it is very easy if you were like me and you are, you kind of go in with a loose idea of what you're going to do. I'm going to serve coffee or I'm going to sling drinks. And then you actually, in the execution of doing that, you discover there are other things that you wouldn't have anticipated when you went in because how could you? You don't read the future, right? right? And so you fit. You then mold to fit the need, to fill the need if you're capable, right? And so that's what I did for the past two years was I literally, anytime I saw a need or an opportunity, I was there. And I learned a ton. And I've learned that there's a point in which you have to stop doing that. And, and I, to your credit... You and I had a conversation earlier this, I guess, COVID season. And it was a, this is an opportunity that we could meet. And you very quickly were like, look, I don't have the capacity for that right now. doesn't mean I never will. I don't have the capacity for that right now. But what can we do within the structure of what I've got? And that, whether you know it or not, for me, was very, it was a teaching moment for me. I was like, holy shit, does this guy have boundaries or what? Like, I loved it. And that's I'm in the process of kind of creating my own boundaries. And so, so what that means is some things have to fall away. Um, but what it also means is that those things that have truly thrived and are giving back as much as I'm giving, those things get to rise. Those things get to, to have more of me and they will get more benefit from that extra time, right? So it's all part of the entrepreneurial process is like figuring out, yeah. figuring it all out. We're both probably naturally yes people. So I think learning to uh, learning on what it's not no, it's I can't give you 100% of my effort. And so because of that, I don't, you don't, you deserve better than that. So it's, it's that heart behind it. But yeah. to that point, I mean, we, there was early on in the brand, we were, we would have event partners ask us, Hey, can you just do the full bar? And so early on, we would say yes. Uh, and that was a great learning experience because I realized I don't want to be in bartending. I love cocktails, I love beverage of all kind. That was just not where I wanted our brand to be. And so, but I've also helped other people in that space get started because that's just not a place I want to be. But I'd, gosh, I'd love to help newer brands. And I, I just love kind of molding. And really, there's like this, this, well, this is a horrible version of a cliff. But let's say this is a cliff. This is a ruler, by the way. But this is a cliff. <laughs> I love like taking a young entrepreneur and shoving them off that cliff of like risk and just saying, just start it. Like the market's there. You're creative. You're gifted. Just go. And so what's the worst thing that, that can happen? Well, I mean, the worst thing you happen is, yeah, it's not that bad, right? So exactly, um, why not? You try something, you realize it's not what you want to do, and then life goes on. So yeah, but but with but with that, so with your with that context of our conversation that we had months ago, we do want to, and I'm very excited about this. 
I'm not sure on the update for the conference in February, but we do by then plan to have probably an ebook, I think is the most realistic platform, an ebook, which is going to help bartending companies take that first step in coffee. And so um, we're, we're kind of planning on putting a recipe book together and an execution, something really small to help bartender, bartending companies and beverage companies start to think through the practicals and most profitable ways to implement a coffee program. Um, I cannot you know, wait for that. Yeah, there's kind of three worlds of coffee, in my opinion. There's cold brew, there's uh, there's drip coffee, which we would call black coffee, and then there's espresso. And so you kind of have different investment levels at each one. Cold brew, you really need no equipment to do. And so that's what we're going to build this whole program off of. And then we're basically going to say, hey, we want to help you start to profit and create a new revenue stream using cold brew and using those. You know, cold brew has this sexiness kind of like rosé has. Like, it's fun. It's it has a good morning feel to it, but it's also can be implemented into evening. And it's just it's just got this like high end energy to it. So we think cold brew is a good place to start. It's a low buy in cost wise. It allows uh, companies to start to play around without making any big investments and just start to kind of get a feel from their clients whether a cold brew limoncello is going to be a great summer cocktail to put on the menu. That's going to like. It's going to draw in both coffee crowds and both your drinking crowds. And so just kind of marrying those two. So we're going to put together a really cool resource just to help people out. And then, of course, the other end of that is for, you know, there's probably a few companies out there that are saying, hey, we we believe high-end coffee and espresso uh, catering is a world we want to explore. And so we'll we'll kind of navigate that, whether that's partnering up with us or potentially talking about kind of becoming an operator in, in any given city. We're not ready to have those conversations yet, but that's kind of what's on the forefront. You planted um, the seeds. You planted the seeds. So the invitation is open. At the very least, we'll launch a really cool product that's just going to help uh, a lot of you out there start to implement cold brew into your coffee programs and upsell uh, your events. So we're excited to help out. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. And and for anybody who isn't familiar, the conference in February that Corbin was referring to is SWIG, SWIG Culture, which happens in February, is happening in February this year. No, we have not released details because we are in the season of COVID where everything is kind of changing from week to week, but we are up, we are working strategically in the direction. We will have an announcement soon of dates and location. And I also want to touch for a moment for anybody who is thinking about doing coffee. What Corbin is offering is you need. What Corbin is offering, you need. And I'll tell you why. Because I have been in beverage my entire life. Literally, I think my very first job at 15 was busing tables and being a bar back. Like I literally have always been uh, in this, in my existence. At one point, I worked at a very high-end hotel in Washington, D.C. with a, an espresso machine that probably cost more than both of my current cars put together. Like This thing was for French or Italian. It was Italian. It was, uh, as, it was huge. It was giant. And we made amazing drinks. And so I'm familiar with espresso. I'm familiar with coffee. I'm familiar with how to, to do it operationally. When I went mobile, I knew nothing. I was not deep enough into the world to know how to make that or translate that into something mobile. So what I did was I went out and I hired a coffee expert who was actually the beverage director for a local coffee shop down here, well-respected, ton of energy, love him. I ended up spending $12,000 on coffee equipment and at least 4,000 of it gets used never. Never. We never use it in events because it was... 
<laughs> it was built in many cases, like my, it was a double, the $2,000 or 1200 bucks, I can't remember now, was a double drip brewer. How, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to move that around? Right? Like how, how am I supposed to take that giant brewer from event to event to do drip coffee? And what if the electricity that the venue has isn't sufficient for that giant amount of pull, right? There are better, more efficient ways to do drip coffee at events than hotel-style drip brewers, right? But I learned that the hard way. When it comes to doing espresso events, I have a single group machine. I didn't know what that meant when it came to events. And so I'd take on giant events with a single group machine. And then well, why is there this large this large line behind me, right? Like, why can't we make, oh, what? Because espresso pulls as fast as it's going to pull. You know what I mean? Like, so there was a huge learning curve for me when I got into to espresso. And I hired a professional to teach me how to do it, but he was not a mobile coffee professional. And that's what you offer that, to my knowledge, isn't being offered elsewhere right now to this community. Yeah, we're, uh, we put, we put, we put together a group. I put together a kind of a, just an Instagram DM group. There's about 15 of us, not to say that there's not other brands that aren't really good, but there's about 15 in that group that I consider around the country really good at what they do. And so it's a growing market, but at the end of the day, you talk about, I mean, let's even double that and say there's 30 mobile companies that do a great job. We've got 50 states and what, almost over 500 million people in this country. I've no, I haven't checked Wikipedia in a while. Do you know how many people in this country, by the way? Uh, 150 million. Oz way off. Anyways, there's a lot of people in the United States of America and there's not a lot of great <laughs> coffee businesses. And so it's just like, it really doesn't matter. Like there's just so much room to play. And uh, there's a lot of people that do what they do well. But I'm a person who it's like, just because there's a market doesn't mean I want to dive in. I want to understand like, is that where we really want to be? So as I think companies in this group think about, they start to see, man, there is money in coffee. There is extra cash on the table, um, you really have to ask, that's a lot of time spent. And is it worth your time to create that small extra stream of revenue? And so I think it's always wise just to start small and kind of dip your spot. Um, and so I think cold brew is going to be a great way for people to do that. Because when you get into, like I said, when you get into espresso, you're talking a minimum of, of, of a $15,000 to $20,000 investment when it comes to all of your, your stuff and then just growing a business from nothing and then having the passion to keep that up and maintaining a brand that's different than what you're doing on the bartending side. And so it just it becomes real complex. And um, I think a lot of people can get excited about that, but don't realize what's ahead. And we have three years of learning. We know all the language for you know just being able to promise a client what beverage output of a single barista is going to be, being able to have a client come to you and say, hey, we need 500 drinks served in a three-hour period and being able to kind of reverse engineer, build that experience um, from baristas to machines to what's your electrical output to just understanding quantities. I mean, and then understand building, then all making this happen in three days because they're a client and they need it in three days. And so there's just so much to it. And then the logistics, I mean, I can go on and on and I basically become like a almost professional electrician and plumber, you know, just doing this business. But anyways, we just want to be realistic with you guys. We want to help you guys grow, build your businesses, but also don't get into something that you're unaware of what's around the corner. So we want to help you guys get started with cold brew. And then I think out of that might come some real good relationships of a few brands that say, hey, we really do have a passion and conviction for doing coffee well. Um, you know, if I told all of you guys out there listening that 40% of our weddings we do are non-alcoholic, you would be like, there's non-alcoholic weddings? What? <laughs> um, 
So, but that's a huge market. And it's one we, we play in a lot because at the end of the day, no one wants to go to a wedding and be served venue iced tea and unfiltered water. And so we're, there's always going to be an amenity, whether it's an amazing bartending service or whether it's a smoothie bar or a coffee bar, there's always got to be some component of real high-end beverage at great events. So um, yeah, we just, we get to play there. We'd love to help you guys out. We'd love to build a community. We already excited to be a part of this community. And so I want to just keep going from there. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. Uh, I love that. I love that you addressed uh, so, so many things there, but one dry weddings, our very first wedding ever three and a half, almost four years ago was a dry wedding. And I was blown away because I'm from New York and those don't exist. You don't have dry weddings in New York. You just don't. Uh, you might call them something else, but you don't call it a wedding. And I'm in the South now. And there's a very large portion of the population that is dry, or at least they say that they're dry in public around family. And if you don't have something on your... If you call yourself a beverage caterer and you don't have something to bring up the level of event for those people. And, and that might look like mocktails, but coffee is a perfect fit for that because it also kind of like alcohol, which is a bit of a stimulant or it's a depressant anyways, but it has a stimulant function while you're drinking it. Espresso has that similar upper feeling. And so you can address and you can elevate the mood with caffeine at an event, but without alcohol, if you're doing coffee. But as you can probably attest, Corbin, it's a little bit old hat for you now, but coffee at events isn't as easy as waking up and just making a pot of coffee and pouring it in your cup, right? Like there's a ton of strategy around it, especially because like you mentioned, I find that coffee events oftentimes have less lead time. If it's a wedding, you tend to have a little bit more lead time, but those corporate events, they're not planning ahead that far. So you really need to know your stuff in order to do, as you said, a three-day turnaround. Well, we've, seen, we've seen wedding lead times go drastically up and we've seen corporate lead times go drastically down. And so just being prepared for that, you know, our, our average lead time on weddings was about six months. Um, and we're, we're almost up to over a year now, just on that average lead time. We're getting 2021, 2022 bookings, which was crazy for our product. But on the corporate side, we're getting next week. Why? Because last week, they didn't know if they could have uh, the event. So right. staying flexible is a big thing. So off of our coffee experience, we also offer a cocktail package, but we keep it very tight uh, and on the streamline of coffee and tea. So we offer a coffee and tea themed cocktail package and we really don't stray from that. And when people ask us to do, we've got a great partner. We work with Don and, and Heather with HD Liquid Catering. They're good friends of ours and we recommend them all day. And we just say, hey, we get, we had a bride this week and asked if we can do bartending and said, we won't, but we've got amazing partners that will. So I think for a lot of you, having a coffee partner, if you don't want to go down that route, makes your brand appear I believe that our brand, if it's just coffee, it's kind of worthless. We need to position ourselves as someone who helps and plans and becomes an amenity to our brides and our event partners when it comes to helping create a perfect day. So we have a vendor list that we send out. We make suggestions. We on every call, I'm asking, hey, what are you doing for hair and makeup? What are you doing for florals? You haven't, you have someone altering your dress yet. How can we help? So it's about more than coffee, positioning ourselves to be the leader. Cause if I can position myself that way, I've earned the trust. And we're going to get opportunities to grow. And so this weekend special, we're going to do a wedding of the third sibling that we've done in this family. So we'll have wow. done all 
three siblings. So it's just that idea of we got to earn that trust and just we're going to get to do all the weddings. So over three years, it'll be the third wedding in that family. And that's um, impressive because weddings are oftentimes, they're called the one and dones because you, know, you do it once and then chances are they're not going to need you again for that. And you yeah. here are on your third wedding. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, third wedding, just in that family. So right. Got, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I was like, so it feels like a lot more than that. But so we do have a cocktail component, but we keep it, we keep it very niche just so we don't really get in ourselves into the bartending world. And that way we can promote you guys and let you guys do what you do best and, and, you know, utilize your craft out in the field. So. And that's also a really good example, again, of you setting boundaries. Yeah. And, and I think for you guys, like I said, finding coffee partners, finding someone that you can work together with. I'm a collaborative person. I don't really ever ask for things from people because I just believe that all kind of comes around in full circle eventually. But maybe it's finding a coffee partner and saying, Hey, you know, we'd like to discuss a referral fee if we bring y'all business. And if, if you're much more financially driven, that might be the route to go. If you're much more collaboratively driven, it's like, Hey, we, we've got a bunch of clients we'd like to start recommending to you. And we just kind of would like to create a partnership and see what happens. So worst case scenario, you give someone some uh, some clients and it ends there. But, um, but yeah, I think having those partnerships so that you feel your brand feels more comprehensive than just your product is important. I actually, that rem- I was driving down the road today and I saw a Hallmark store. When's the last time you've seen a Hallmark store? If I've seen it, I hadn't recognized it. They're probably my, out my, there. My point being is Hallmark, my wife watches Hallmark October through February. <laughs> and I thought as, as crappy as the Hallmark store itself is, I thought... What a brilliant job of branding that they went from a card and weird little angel glass store to having an iconic channel that is what everyone watches for Christmas. So I was like, it's weird. And ultimately, I don't know if it was successful from a financial perspective, but to be able to brand from that kind of store to a television network, that's pretty incredible. I literally had this thought like two hours ago on the road. And I was like, that's kind of what we want to do in our world is we want at the end of the day, whether in 10 years, we're doing something completely different. We want to build that trust across the brand that we just care and love our clients and do a great job with whatever whatever we're serving, whether it's coffee or whether it's cocktails or whether it's who knows down the road. So that's just kind of overall perspective, probably a little bigger picture. I, that is fantastic because one of the things that I talked about when I was talking about your website is how the emotion comes across of what it is you're trying to communicate with your people. And I feel like Hallmark probably did very much the same when they were trying to decide, you know, we sell cards and and we might get into movies. Well, what does a card do, right? Have you ever read a card? It's supposed to trigger an emotion, right? And so Hallmark has always been about triggering emotions in people. And I don't know if you've watched the Hallmark channel lately, but that is literally all they do is trigger emotions. Like just grab your box of tissues because that's what they're trying to do. And so... They just chose a different venue for doing that, but they stayed in line with kind of their overarching goal of, of triggering emotions and making people feel warm and fuzzy or whatever. And your website does very much the same thing. Like I said, you get on there, you feel like it's a friend. You want me to trust you. I'm on your website. I already trust you. And whatever it is that you choose to do with that going forward, as long as you stay authentic to that theme, then you can literally do anything. You put that a lot better than I did, but no. we're like, <laughs> I just blurt out like the thoughts and then you refine them. You're like my editor. <laughs> we are a good team. <laughs> uh, awesome. No, I, I love that. And I'm excited to see everyone grow and what a cool community just to, I mean, I, I think we, the cool thing about this community is we all start following each other because we'll see posts that look just really inspiring or just beautifully crafted. So it's cool to see you guys just out there killing it in this whole network, just growing. So 
you built something special, Sarah. Same, same, Corbin. We appreciate each other mutually. I'm very excited to have you with us at SWIG, which is again in February. And I cannot wait. Maybe I'll even get an advanced copy of your ebook that you're coming out with. Um, I, did, I, did just, I did just compliment you on being a great editor. So it, it Ah, was, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll get the editor's copy. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So we're, we're excited to be a part of it and excited to be a part of this family. But, and uh, yeah, I mean, to anyone out there uh, on the coffee side, we're, we're an open book. So feel free to message us and um, we'll be more than happy to help you take those next steps and, and sometimes just be brutally honest with you and tell you, I don't, we don't think that's best for you because just based on feedback. So, but there's a lot of you, I think are, can be great because at the end of the day, like you said, back to that Hallmark example, which I can guarantee you that you did not think we were going to go on a Hallmark tangent this morning. Didn't, um, no. Like, like that same idea is it's you're, you're triggering an emotion in your clients and that can be done well across multiple avenues of beverage and even food and even experience. So that's what we're in the world of doing. We're in the world of making people celebrating the biggest days of people's lives. And uh, so we're happy to do it. Absolutely. Corbin, this has been amazing. I know you have another engagement that you have to get to. So I'm going to make sure you get there on time. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us and for sharing with us. And uh, I don't know about the rest of them, but I will be following very closely your journey. And I cannot wait for the opening of your, your new brick and mortar. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll do some cross promotion and, and promote that. But most importantly, less about me, more about the birthday girl. Happy ah! birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Corbin. <laughs> so excited for you. I guess, uh, are you, are you going to have a beverage of choice tonight? Oh, probably tequila. Yeah. Yeah. On the rocks or are you going to mix it up? Just on the rocks. Yeah. You have a, you have a preferred tequila? So I like to try different ones. But recently, one of my favorites to do just over ice is the Espalone. Have you tried that one? Yeah, that's the one with like the almost... Uh, it's uh, like Dia, Dia... What's the Dia? The yeah. Mexican holiday. The, the, the branding, de la Muerte, kind of, I think. Yeah, yeah the branding's kind of that. Yeah, yeah. I just find it very smooth over ice. And it, it has some really neat notes that I don't, ha- I don't find in many of the others. And so that, that's what I'll probably be drinking tonight. Are you drinking the Reposado or what, what version of it are you drinking? I currently have the Blanco, just the silver. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got the Reposado at home. So it's funny what you end up with at the house being in the world of beverage. So, I know. But yeah, um, exactly. It's what I've got. There we go. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a point when I had probably like 17 bottles of Makers and uh, just left over from events. And uh, we won't talk about whether that was legal to leave with those. I was still learning, right? So what to do with extra bottles and all that good stuff. But yeah, I just started giving them away as gifts because I was like... Ah, 17, 17 handles of bourbon. Golly, can't even throw a party for that. So yeah, so there was a period of life where people in my network and friends just got bottles of bourbon randomly as gifts because it was a Thursday. So um, very popular, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way to make friends. But my my stash <laughs> of bourbon is depleted now. So um, oh, that's a bummer. That's my second favorite: espresso. tequila first, and then bourbon. Nice. We get to pour some espresso martinis and some child fashions this weekend. So nice. Um, back on the bourbon kick. So well, in the meantime, enjoy your beautiful silver glass of tequila on ice. Yeah, and thank happy you. birthday! I'm so excited to have shared your birthday morning with you. Thank you, Corbin. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and um, we will. Uh, I'll ping you when we have a release date for this. Ping away. Cheers. Cheers. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope it was valuable. I would love to hear from you what you thought. 
You can drop me a line at hello at mobilebevpros.com or find me on Instagram at mobilebevpros. If you're looking for more valuable mobile bar-related content, we have a website full of it. You can find us at www.mobilebevpros.com. And I'd love to see you in our Facebook community, also by the name of, you guessed it, Mobile Bev Pros. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, cheers.